If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajara Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. What Today, January 14th, 2019 was the day this all started. I like not aligned on the cameras. The camera, did the camera get jockeyed around here? I feel like a off-center. It's a big day. I got to yeah, sit man. right in the middle. Yeah, look good, dude. These Will Fuller cards looking extra crispy here. Shout out to Casey Kurtz for the cards. Yeah, I've often man. been asked this question. So how long did you think it would last? The show or me? It's a good question, actually. I haven't thought about it in that context. I was thinking the show. Okay. And just for context, I have long said, and I haven't wavered, yeah. that I gave, or I gave it 8 to 18 months. Yeah. It was my initial prognosis. Yeah. And then once we got to about a, uh, like a 10-month window or something. Sure. I think I wrote somewhere, I was like, okay, 30 months. Yeah. That's two and a half years. Mm-hmm. I, I stopped looking ahead after that. But. Yeah, man. I, I mean, uh, I think we created like we created a fungus, man. It ain't going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And like our, our ESPN 690 syndicate, like they're kind of the host. You know what I mean? They, right. they, they they give us the power. They give us the resources. So um, as far as the show, I don't think the show is going anywhere, man. I, I think we're we're only going up and and we're getting better every single year. So I, I think we're, I think we're gonna sign another five year contract here, a four year deal, uh, pretty soon, hopefully. I like that idea. Yeah. And uh, I will say this: gonna re up. Now, the other part of that is you. Yeah. How long did we think you would last? Uh, the over-under for my friends back home when I first started out was 10 months. Because they thought I was going to swear too much and then I was going to get in trouble and then I was, was going to have to leave the show. But I've really, been really even busted, man. That is not bad. No, I've mean, kept it to a, yeah, man. For professional, as, as we As we hit back to how this all started at times and maybe tell a story or two, yeah. you start on a good note. Because Austin actually had like a pre-typed up apology letter. I did. Ready to go. Yes. Like it probably still lives in the computer or somewhere on his phone or wherever. Man, it's someplace. But we have it all, you know, we had to update the, the profile a couple times here, but I'm sure it's around Microsoft Word someplace. I had an updated apology. And, and Haven't had to use it. Never had to use it. I came close a couple times, yeah, a couple I feel times. like. Like we referenced it. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. If it comes down to it, I could probably just freestyle one a la Eminem if I had to. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or a little NBA slam poetry. A little NBA slam poetry as well. You got the bongos. I do have a well, Bongos, a new edition of the I show. Mean, I mean, yeah. You know. It did the job last week. It was all right. Uh, I feel like once we grow it a little more, I, yeah, I might upgrade myself a little Maybe bit. Maybe I'll buy you some new bongos. Yeah, for sure. Imagine trying to explain to your wife, too, why there's a bongo drum in the mail uh, through Amazon. Because she had no idea what was going Believe on. Believe me. With this show, I've had to explain to my wife a lot of different things. For sure. You had to explain to her why she has to go to the post office and send 100 T-shirts for Shock Your Mock. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. And by the way, Shock Your Mock returns for a day. It, it's it's, it's going to be a little different today. All okay. right? I'm not going to lie. You, hey, you make you, the rules well, up. No, I didn't really make the rules because you said we're doing Shock Your Mock. So this was your rule. I had to adjust on the fly. I had to write an NBA Slam poetry today, and I had to write a Shock Your Mock today. 
full plate for me. That was a but, lot. But but we're gonna we're gonna do a little something different, a little appetizer session, if you will, for Shock Your Mock. That's today. all right. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, shock Your Mock is is. Okay, so uh, those buttons ready? Fan favorite. We are gonna find out. We still have those. <laughs> uh, so we still exist after three years. Casey has been around for six months. Of, yeah, we are in two producers. That's not bad. The turnover rate here on ESPN 690 is not bad, yeah. which means two things. We're doing an okay job and it's working, yep. or nobody else really wants to do it. I would go with the, I would go with the first one. Yeah. Yeah. That one sounds a lot better. Yeah. It does sound a lot better. That one sounds a lot better, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, by the way. Uh, we are still glad that you're here, even though you kind of now have... M- multiple jobs. Yeah, it's that Brent Martin coaching tree, you know, that, uh, the opportunities <laughs> presented themselves. Coaching tree has happened. Yeah. I mean, listen, the coaching tree on this show yeah. has gotten to people some bumps. It's gotten Coos some bumps. Included. Yeah. I think, I, I don't see Coos, so I don't know. Maybe he got bumped. I'm not He's sure. He's your boss. Su- supposedly. <laughs> Casey, hang around. Yeah, man. Hang around. Don't Ka- disappoint Casey. Casey, will be telling me what to do. Well, he already tells me what to do, but you'll be telling me what to do at, at a higher profile job in no time, man. Don't worry. Don't count on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, listen, uh, one of our big things here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 is we involve you. We uh, have, obviously, not just the radio, but uh, also on the TV side of things and social media side of things, and that is uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, Primarily, Twitter and YouTube is where we grow and and where we uh, have the folks like you listening in. And uh, we got two tweets to start the show that are rather interesting. Okay. One of the big topics on this show in three years, one of our biggest moments and times that people are listening and really locked in. Yeah. And remember now, this Jags haven't had a lot of success during the time of this show. Mm. Uh, we weren't around in 17. Mm. But Telvin Smith mm-hmm. was a big topic mm-hmm. when he decided to retire. And that was like, whoa. Right. Um, well, Telvin Smith tweeted for the first time in like forever. Actually, I never checked when was the last time he had tweeted. Uh now he's retweeting a lot of people except all right, the last one I have him tweeting would have been February of twenty one. Mm. So this was about a year ago. Uh in a first tweet in a year. Mm. He says, Needed to find a new why and my oh my did I. Let's go. Toughness, effort, discipline, pride. To God all the glory. Mm-hmm. Nice positive tweet from Telvin Smith, who has run into some rough times, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, Both uh, off the football field um, and obviously ending his football career. And maybe that's a nice positive sign for Telvin Smith. uh, He's he's getting his life in order. Yeah, good for him, man. Absolutely. Good tweet. Good tweet. We think. I wonder what the why is, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know what it means. Cryptic tweet, tweet season's back, everybody. Dilla, I mean, Dilla, that's what I'm going to get to next. Oh. Uh, Telvin is a cryptic tweeter. Yeah. Jan was the all-time cryptic tweeter. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we, we used we to break down Jan tweets, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jan tweets. Now we break down Dilla tweets. Mm. We've had Dilla on the show. Yeah. And uh, Dilla comes up with, which honestly, I don't like to give too much credit to, mm. but in 20 minutes ago, he did say Byron Lutwich is the clear favorite. They mm. want him. You don't say. Hmm. It's a pretty good value pick at plus 800 if you bought him when I told you to. <laughs> and now what is he now? Oh, he ain't plus 800 anymore. I haven't seen I'll tell you that much. today on the coaching search after Bill O'Brien was miserable in his interview yesterday. Was he? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just, uh, okay. <laughs> I did just retweet Aaron Wilson, and uh, apparently O'Brien's back on the recruiting slate <laughs> nice, for nice, Alabama. Nice. I don't know what that means for his interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking up. Uh, I'll see if I can find those odds for you real quick here. Yeah. So, Please hold. 
uh, Byron Lethwich, though, as we've talked about a bunch, I think makes a lot of sense. Mm. My biggest thought on Byron Lethwich the whole way might not even matter what, what this tweet says in terms of he's the clear favorite, the Jags want him. Mm-hmm. I always thought the big catch on, on Byron Lethwich, would he want the job? Does he want to come back to Jacksonville? Uh, we've talked about this for months, and I think there's been now a hot topic on social media as well, that his time here in Jacksonville, even though it was even before my time, I always heard wasn't great. So how does he view Jacksonville? How does he view coming back here? This is not one of those deals where it's like, hey, uh, you know, I, I won games and I was celebrated as a quarterback, and let's go back there and make Duval Duval, right? Yeah. That's what I'm, That's not kind of the, the touchy-feely kind of sense with, with Leftwich. This would more be, hey, I want to be a head coach in the league and Jacksonville's a good spot and Trevor Lawrence and I can win here and family only has to move three hours east, you know. There's a lot of that going on instead. Um, And so I never said that Leftwich wouldn't take the job. I just think the curiosity is how, how much would he want the job? Where would he rank the job given his experience in Jacksonville? Uh, and even though he played here and was a quarterback here, was a draft pick here, doesn't mean he loved it here. And sure. I think there's a separation. Uh, but it also doesn't eliminate him from taking a job. And how, how many other offers is Leftwich going to get? So maybe this is the time for Byron Leftwich. No, without a doubt, especially, you know, when you have a, a young quarterback that you can help mold and you can help uh, improve in Trevor Lawrence. I mean, uh, I get it. It gets kind of lost sometimes in the bad optics of everything. But keep in mind, you still have a potential pro, all-pro type of caliber quarterback here that any coach would love to get their hands on. And maybe Byron Leftwich would be into that. How high do you think on other people's lists would Byron Leftwich be? I think he's fairly high because I think the resume that he has kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We talked about this the other day a lot. I think he could put together a hell of a staff. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people that he's been around, the organizations he's been around, that I thought he might be able to put together the best staff mm. and that would follow and want to see him succeed. I even suggested... That based off what I heard in the broadcast, and I know this is just a suggestion, so keep it at that, mm-hmm. that uh, Todd Bowles helped him with the interview. Todd Bowles had interviewed on Monday, Leftwich interviewed Friday, and he had helped him with the interview and prepared for it. Yeah. And um, I, I think that speaks volumes of who maybe Byron is and people are rooting for him to be successful. And so I wonder if that allows you to put together a good staff that people want to come and, and even to the degree that it could be maybe Bowles himself. Says, yeah. hey, I'd lo- I'm, I'm, I want to see this guy do well. I want to help him do well. Yeah. Uh, I could see a situation like that. There are a lot of good defensive coordinators out there that, that he could possibly go get. There's Adrian Wilson as a name being thrown around for the GM job, and he's uh, interviewed with the Giants. He's from the Arizona Cardinals organization. Yeah. He played for a long time with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a fascinating part of this, too, uh, that he's been linked to Leftwich uh, a time or two in this process. Yeah, and, uh, and I've kind of echoed this a little bit before, but like I think the biggest drawback that people might have of Byron left, which was that he didn't really jump at the opportunity to interview for the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. But once again, I just think that was Byron Leftwich saying, hey, I want to stay faithful to the Buccaneers. Because it is kind of a hard thing, right? I mean, you're trying to gear up for the playoffs, but at the same time, you might be taking a job with another team. You might be interviewing for that team. So it's kind of a... It's kind of a conundrum of how you got to balance everything. I mean, obviously the goal, if you're an offensive coordinator, is to become a head coach, but you don't want to disrespect Tom Brady. You don't want to disrespect the guys in that locker room that obviously I'm sure have 
have earned your trust. So I just think with Byron Leftwood, she didn't necessarily know how to handle it in the beginning in terms of, well, do I interview right now? Do I wait till after the season? How does that work? And maybe somebody whispered in his ear, like, hey, dude, if you want the if you want an opportunity to be a head coach, you got to jump at opportunities like this. So ho- hopefully maybe it was a guy like Bowles talked him into interviewing, and now, you know, Leftwood has been in Jacksonville. I think he's going to the Bears, or if he hasn't already. So, yeah, he's getting, he's making his rounds, which he's, he's, he's earned that. You know, he's definitely earned that. Yeah, uh, he has. And, and again, I, I, of the first-timers, Byron's not first on my list, mm-hmm. but of the first-time coaches, he is. Uh, yeah. The reason why he's not first on my list is because I think it's a little risky. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be taken in uh, the first-time head coach experience where you have Caldwell and Peterson that could really settle this down. But that doesn't, what you do bring into play potentially for Byron Leftwich, if you do name him the coach and you think he's this star and Adrian, say a guy like Adrian, I was reading up on Adrian Wilson the last day or so, mm. and he has like star potential, it looks like, in the making. Like he is, it's a meteoric rise yeah. in the player personnel side. I mean, you know, Lynch in, in San Francisco is kind of viewed as you know, a, a guy that's done well, yeah. and he's a bigger name. Adrian Wilson's not a bigger name, although he's a heck of a player. I think he's in the ring of honor in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And so he played for a long time. But I look at him, I'm like, hey, that's kind of that, that meteoric rise for this guy. He could be the next star. And so could Leftwich. That's the thing. That's the upside on a Leftwich hire is that you could be getting a guy that could be a star mm-hmm. at the head coaching position, especially when you team him up with a franchise quarterback. Who are you more leery of, Byron Leftwich or Doug Peterson? Oh, that's a good question, man. Um, I've done some research on Peterson and asked around on Peterson mm-hmm. uh, people. And uh, I think I'm not as leery from the outside noise on Peterson as you might suspect of because of whatever did transpire okay. in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess in terms of, I'd say this, in settling it down in Jacksonville, I'm not that cons- – the red, the red flags aren't big enough for me on Peterson to say he's going to be dysfunctional here and everything else. Okay. Um, I think he could settle it down, win games, put them in a position to win games, and get a lot out of Trevor Lawrence as well. Really like Doug Peterson higher. I think I would really like it. And, by the way, I think a lot of people, from what I've heard, would really like working with him in the building. Okay. And I think that's a positive. Um, in fact, I've heard more of that than the alternative, which was the headlines of how it all broke up. Okay. Uh, so – I guess I would say I'm still a little more concerned with Leftwich because I haven't seen it, you know, and and it's an unknown. Which is fair. Um, So, yeah, that's why I think Peterson and Caldwell are still on the top of my list, even though a Leftwich potential hire is not a bad thing, I don't think, for Jacksonville. I think it's a little riskier, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's a bad thing. Okay. You you feel different? Um, No, I mean, yeah. I I still buy into the whole Doug Peterson kind of left a little messy in Philadelphia. Um... I think despite what some people say, I mean, if you ask Carson Wentz how it went down, if you ask the Philadelphia Eagles front office how it went down, I'm sure they'd have a different story to tell you than some other people would, you know? So, yeah, that still warrants, I think, just a little bit of, um, you know, just pumping the brakes, I think, on Doug Peterson. Um, I think when we talk about ego, I mean, I think he definitely has that, which is not a bad thing. I mean, you definitely need ego uh, in the NFL, but I think in terms of, a guy who would want more control and more power. I, I think Doug Peters would probably want that more than any other coach that they've interviewed so far. And I think, like, in terms of what you gave Urban Meyer and how he approached things, 
I, I wonder if there's a little drawback from Shad Khan saying, well, I don't want to go down that road again, despite maybe the guys won a Super Bowl, despite maybe the record is proven. But we needed maybe a different personality. We, we maybe need more uh, of a guy who's maybe on the younger side, like a Byron Leftwich, or maybe a guy like, you know, Nagy, oh, not Nagy, I'm sorry, uh, Caldwell, who obviously, you know, is on the older side, but never left things bad. You know, I mean, obviously he got let go when he probably shouldn't have, but that wasn't, I mean, it was his doing, I guess, in terms of the record in Detroit. But people could say that he was wrongfully fired. By the way, that happens all the time in the NFL case you haven't noticed the past couple of days. So I just think the way Doug Peterson left things with the front office, with the starting quarterback, despite what you think of Carson Wentz, he still did a lot for you in Philadelphia. I think those are red flags. I'll tell you this. Here, here's what would excite. I, I told you a couple of things. First of all, I think Leftwich has done a nice job in the NFL. I think he's earned that. I think if you hear people around uh, Arians and, and others say, listen, this guy, and Tom Brady gives him credit. It's, it's not just he's, mm-hmm. he's riding the coattails of the Tom Brady. He did have Jameis Winston, right? And mm-hmm. he was in Pittsburgh. And for a long time, he learned the Pittsburgh way. And he was in Arizona. And so I, I think the upside is he's, he could have, be a very, very good coach. I think he's going to help the quarterback no matter where he goes, but especially if it's here in Jacksonville, if that were to be the case. I do think he has the chance, and I don't know why I feel so strongly about this, but I really feel like he's going to have a lot of support in the industry and be able to acquire and put together a good staff around him. And you know me, in the last month and a half or so, I've gotten stuck on that part of this because Mm -hmm. it's okay. All right, find your management, find your head coach. But putting that staff together is where a lot of things have gone wrong in the last decade, and I don't want to sleep on that. Obviously, personnel has gone wrong, too, but I don't want to sleep on the fact that putting that staff together is ultra-important. And I'm going to tell you where else I think left, which could hit a home run, and that is in culture. Mm. Because think about where he's been. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. right? They have a way about him. Mm-hmm. Got to believe he learned a lot. Tomlin, I think everybody would sign up for Mike Tomlin to be their head coach. A lot of respect, right? Mm-hmm. Uh And then I think Arizona is one of the sleeping giants of culture in sports. I love what they've done. The Cardinals right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, not just right now. Okay. Think about the players that have come out of that organization, Mm -hmm. right? From Calais that we know. Yep. To to Patrick Peterson, who's supposed to be a good dude. Okay. uh, To Larry Fitzgerald, who's like all-world guy. Sure. To go all the way back to Carson Palmer, who Mm -hmm. was like all-world guy. And there is something about that. I, I talked to somebody in the front office of Arizona. It's like, how do you get, like, what is it out there? Hmm. Like, how do you identify that? Hmm. Now, to be honest with you, their success in terms of wins and losses have not come probably at the rate I thought with some of that talent. But I love the fact that he stopped there. He was part of there. And Arians was a part of it too, right? And knows it and brought it to Tampa. And yeah, we give Tom Brady a lot of credit and we should. But something they're doing right from a culture standpoint flipped it in Tampa, too, where they couldn't do anything. And Tom's a big part of it, I believe. Yeah. But I think you give credit to the rest of the people that are there. And now you wonder what they brought over from potentially the Tampa. I'm sorry, from Arizona to Tampa. Yeah. Right? And what could they bring to Jacksonville? What could a guy like left? What did he learn at Pittsburgh, Arizona, now Tampa? Yeah. That he could bring from a culture standpoint that could finally get this thing going in the right way. Yeah. And I think that is an important part of it. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest, well, one of the biggest draws that people don't really talk about a lot about Byron Leftwich and why he may be an interesting candidate, it's a lot of like the Bruce Arians effect. Because if you remember how Bruce Arians kind of got his start, it was because Chuck Pagano got sick in Indianapolis and Bruce Arians took over. 
Well, Byron Leftwich got that same opportunity in Arizona when he was named the interim uh, offensive coordinator for a little bit, and, and he had to step up. Now, whether he was ready or not didn't really matter. That was kind of the job that he was asked to do, and by my understanding, he did pretty well at that job. So I think teams love that. I think teams love when your number is called and you don't expect it. How do you handle that adversity? Now, after that, you know, that interim spot, he was moved to the quarterback's coach after that, and then he you know, got his shot with Arians in Tampa Bay. But I think teams love that. I think teams love a guy who's kind of throwing the fire a little bit and actually shines and shows what he's made of. That's where you find out, man. You know, like if everything's on the table, everything's perfect, and you can kind of plan your route, that's one thing. But if you get thrown on the fire, kind of like Bruce Arians did, where he made money for himself, became a head coach because of it, and how Byron Leftwich kind of made money because of it, I think they have very similar career paths. And I think, I mean, obviously personalities are different, but if you look at the kind of like the trajectories of each of these guys and Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, I mean, if you're a fan of Bruce Arians, I think, you know, the Byron Leftwich journey is very similar. Yeah, I, I do. I think, uh, and by the way, I will say I, I've, I've seen that Adrian Wilson name thrown about, mm -hmm. and I mentioned him, and I know he's interviewed with the Giants from a GM perspective, and you know how I feel, right? I don't feel like Trent Baalke is going to be the guy going forward. And so I think he, if there is a link there, which I've seen a link uh, <clears throat> a, a variety of ways from Wilson and Leftwich, and I don't know if that would be the case, but if that is, I think Wilson's another guy that brings that Arizona culture, right, mm -hmm. and knows what it is and well-respected, and there's just something about it, man. I, I, again, go, go study the Arizona Cardinals organization. It is not one of, like, championships and success and everything else, but it is one of really good dudes mm -hmm. and really good people mm -hmm. in that organization uh, for the most part. I mean, especially their stars, their yeah. pillars of the organization. And we got to experience that. Like, we got to experience that with Calais, sure. right? And yeah. we knew what, what he was all about. And um, they had, like, four of those guys at the very minimal, like, on a team at one time sure. in Arizona. Yeah. A very first-class manner of the way they do things. Yeah. And I wonder if Byron learned and picked up a lot from Arizona. And, again, I think you could say a lot about the culture in Pittsburgh in terms of a winning culture um, and, and now in Tampa with Arians. So, uh, listen, who knows? I still want uh, – listen, again, the, the talk is maybe there. he's tops on their list. Mm. A lot of people still feel like this is going to play out for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think the big question you'd have to ask yourself is if he has other opportunities, would the Jacks be top on his list, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and also, when is he going to make a decision? Because they got a playoff game, and they're probably going to win. Or they're the favorite to win. And then they go to this could be a process that does play out for quite a bit. Uh, might be because they're actually uh, hanging on uh, for a guy like Byron Leftwich. Yeah, I would think he's the type of guy that he's not going to announce anything until the season's over. Yeah, well, Byron he didn't Leftwich. want to interview. <laughs> nah. So I would say uh, absolutely. All right, hey, it's a three-year anniversary show here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We started with some football. We'll talk some more NFL playoffs. We'll keep you up to date on the latest. Of course, the Jags interviewing Nathaniel Hackett today, Everflus tomorrow. And then we kind of figure uh, there's always an interview possibility, by the way, that doesn't get reported. Mm. I feel like that's been the case over the years with Shad. Mm. So I'm not sure they're not trying, but maybe it is a Flores. But we haven't heard that. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen it reported. Mm -hmm. um, um, but there's always somebody that, that kind of sneaks in there for an mm. interview. Uh, we'll be joined by a couple of guests today, old friends. We'll have some old segments uh, to bring back or some new segments as well. Uh, we got a lot to get to here on a Friday edition of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We'll be right back. 
is, of course, former Jags quarterback David Garrard. And he joins us on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Maurice Jones drew with us here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We are joined by the voice of the Tampa Bay Bucks and, of course, the Florida State Seminoles. Florida State Seminoles football and basketball right here on ESPN 690. It's Gene Deckerhoff. Alan Robinson with us. Hey, man, great to hear from you. Webb Simpson with us on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. It is uh, Daniel Murphy joins us on the show. Daniel, how you doing, man? Well, we've had some guests along the way, haven't we? And uh, that's about 1% of them. Uh, but we appreciate everybody who joins us over the years on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We're kind of living in the past a little bit, living in the present and looking toward the future. Today on the show on a Friday, it is January 14, 2022. That makes it our third year anniversary. Uh, of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, which is always fun to kind of remember how this all started. And someday I'll tell you how it all started <laughs> and how it all happened and yeah. how it unfolded. That make for a heck of a podcast probably. Uh, but um, it's uh, it's pretty cool for those of us involved. And it's really cool that you guys uh, uh, listen or watch or subscribe. So we appreciate uh, you doing that over the years and helping us grow the show. In fact, we'd love to hear from where you're listening from. Uh, roll call has been a thing where we have folks from the U.K. and Australia. Uh, Italy has been a stop before. Earlier this week, we got Saskatchewan and Spokane, Washington, and a ski lift in Montana and Big Sky. How about that? Uh, we expect some Wisconsins and Rhode Islands along the way. Heck, that's where we're from. Oh, yeah. Uh, but how about we go with Louisiana Lafayette? Or at least Lafayette, Louisiana. <laughs> I named the college instead of the city and the state first. Hey, what's up, Jack? How you doing, man? Hey, boys. How's it going? It's great. Hey, I wanted uh, to congratulate y'all on three years. I've been listening uh, ever since y'all started all, all the way from Lafayette, Louisiana. And uh, hope y'all enjoy uh, y'all's new coach, Billy Napier. Yeah. Guy right there. Introduced today, by the way. Tell us a little bit about Napier, man. How excited should Gator fans be? Oh, yeah, y'all got a, a great guy on y'all's hands. Uh, uh, just a genuine, genuine coach, a leader of men, and uh, you know y- y'all are gonna be happy. I know he's kind of struggling. He's stealing all of our guys <laughs> in the Florida. Kind of bummed about that, but I'll get over it. About, I guess I'm a Florida fan from here on out. You know. That's good. Hey, good to hear, and uh, we appreciate taking a minute or two. Uh, how the heck? Why the heck are you listen to us from? Lafayette, Louisiana. You Jags fan, or did you did you have Jacksonville ties? No Jacksonville ties at all. It was 2011, 2012, and uh, I was a fantasy football draft, and my first overall pick was you know who Maurice Jones, Drew Mojo, and uh, kind of fell in love ever since. That's I don't awesome. tell many people. Uh, he was auto-drafted, unfortunately. But, uh, <laughs> it worked for me a couple years ago. <laughs> we won't tell anyone that. Ain't no shame in that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jack, but that's... I, I was, oh, go ahead. I was listening. One more thing. Uh, I was listening about, about y'all talking about um, James Robinson, his injury, and how he's going to be uh, out for, you know, maybe the first quarter or two. And y'all mentioned we might need to draft the running back that could... Uh, get those two-yard gains, third and two, fourth and two. Hmm. Why, since there's going to be such a backup in the wide receiver position if we get a free agent and possibly draft the guy, why can't we try LaVisca Chenault at running back, kind of like what they do with uh, some of the other guys you're starting to see? The guy that breaks tackles among the top in the league, breaking tackles and, you know, weighs 240, 230-ish pounds. I just want to see them use him in a – more efficiently 
and you know it's going to be a backed up room anyway congratulations y'all i'll catch y'all uh, on the flip all up from Lafayette, Louisiana. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, dude. Thanks for the uh, listening, and Stay thanks casual, for the shout-out to uh, Billy Napier as well. That's good. He talked to the media today, yeah. actually, for the first time. Brandon just says, listening from Baton Rouge, and uh, I like you folks out in Louisiana. My first gig was in Alexandria, Louisiana, so uh, not far from it. So we appreciate all the folks from Louisiana listening as Roll Call will continue here on the three-year anniversary show. What do you think about, put, obviously, the Debo Samuel role, right? Of course. Or we saw it with Cordero Patterson, and he had ton of success. Yeah. Could could LaVisca move into that kind of role? I love the play the other day. He was in the backfield and he, obviously they beat the blitz with a little lob pass yeah. to him. I mean, you can do things like that with LaVisca. Yeah, you know, like when you want to compare him to the Debo Samuel role, I, I do think Debo has him in terms of quickness and acceleration um, and probably overall top speed. But if we're talking about a third and short and it takes more than one guy to usually bring LaVisca down, then I definitely want to entertain that idea. I, I mean, uh, I don't want to rely on him as being, you know, like my second string running back or anything. But I think if he's still on the team, which he probably will be, I think finding that guy more and more ways because I get it. You know, I mean, this offense this year is not what they envisioned. And, and we all understand that. But I still think LaVisca, even though he had a, an underachieving season, a lot of drop passes, He's too big, he's too strong not to use him in some sort of capacity. You just got to click those right buttons. You got to find that right combination in which to use him. And maybe him more at running back and the, and the jet sweep kind of looks would be that combination. Yeah, it'd be fascinating. And, and that's what Jack was asking about, by the way, is that short yardage situation. Mm -hmm. Big Diesel, we see you, man. West Virginia. Put it on the roll call list as well. Uh, it says the Kentucky-West Virginia border. We're going to go with West Virginia for now. Check it off the list. I'm going Kentucky, man. I didn't know they had a border. I didn't know those two states touched. <laughs> Did they not? I don't know. I think they do. Yeah, I, I know where they touch. Yeah. I, mean, I believe them. I'm just saying West I didn't Virginia know that. and Ohio and Kentucky, there's like that right little spot there. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, go to the map real quick. Ah, sure. You don't need to go to the map. South Beach Gary, right. he jumps in here on uh, the third year anniversary show. What's happening, man? Happy anniversary, Brad Austin. Thank you, Thank you. Appreciate you listening, oh, man. No problem. My question is, guys, for each of you, of the playoff games this weekend, is there a particular team or player that intrigues you the most, what they're going to be able to do, whether they, you know, excel or implode? Because mine in particular is Dak Prescott. If San Francisco shuts down the running game, can, can Dak Prescott carry the team with his arm? Because he, he's shown flashes, but he's also shown – many inconsistencies over the years. That's the player that intrigues me the most. Who is it with you guys? Love the question. Thanks, South Beach Gary. Appreciate the loyalty to the show as well. Here's what I would throw out at you. I would say Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills hmm. because Bill Belichick and the Patriots in this time of year in Belichick's history and uh, the last game up in Buffalo and the kind of the up and down year of Josh Allen. I think he's got a lot to prove and to beat Belichick would say, hey, we're now the team to beat yeah. in the AFC East. Move over, Bill. Move over the Patriots. And you would think they have the advantage at QB, but don't you have to prove it? I kind of lean. Uh, Dak's a great answer there, but I, I really lean toward Josh Allen. Can he live up to what we think he is? I'm, I'm going for the greatest of all time. I'm going for Tom Brady because right now I think the deck is stacked against him a little bit. You've lost Antonio Brown. 
Chris Godwin's out for the season. You're essentially left with Rob Gronkowski, who, you know, is having a heck of a season, but still, you know, Rob Gronkowski in the back nine of his career, and you have Mike Evans, who sometimes, you know, if you can lock him up and play physical with him, he tends to vanish a little bit. And you have a defense right now in Tampa Bay that isn't really playing the best complimentary football with that Tampa Bay offense. So this is going to all fall on Tom's shoulders once again. And, yeah, he is the GOAT, no doubt about it. I wonder if he can somehow will this Buccaneers team, who I don't think is even close to the team that they were last year and make some noise in the playoffs that's an interesting one Casey jump in here man I like uh who do you think somebody uh, you got a lot of games to pick from obviously Tennessee is not playing Green Bay is not playing so you don't have to go there and doesn't have to be a quarterback as well right um who has the most I don't know if it's to prove because obviously Tom Brady's got nothing to prove yeah but who really has a lot that they could overcome or on display or or make a or we're really bragging about him on Monday, I guess, coming out of the playoffs. I think two-parter, I think Joe Burrow, because everyone expects them Great to call. win. And if they don't win, it's going to come back to Joe Burrow. But at the same time, I think Derek Carr is the reason <laughs> the Raiders are anywhere near keeping their team together. So, And if the on the flip side, if the Raiders win, people are going to say it's because of Derek Carr. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Great, great response. I mean, what's the answer here? Is there's a lot to prove <laughs> for a lot of people or a lot big weekend for a lot of guys that can really elevate their stock. Uh, along the way. All right, uh, NBA Slam Poetry is a thing we debuted last week. The question yeah. is, are you ready to go here? Do we need more time? As ready as I'm going to be. All right, so so NBA Slam Poetry, I should let Austin say the rules. Sure. But, you know, he, he's you can say all the rules. I just know I have to snap. Yes. The lights have already been dimmed. Yes. And I got to go, mm. Yes. If, I, if I'm feeling a vibe. Yes. Baby. So uh, as far as Casey and Brent are concerned, they got a pretty easy job. They are the vindicators of validation. And basically what that means is what... <laughs> I'll say it one more time. I'll say it one more time, Casey, to pick up on that. They are the vindicators of uh, of validation. And basically what that means is, because you know I'm spitting hot fire, everybody, right? And I'm spitting vibes. Vibe, 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 vibe. It's kind of like the, the packets with the cards. Bang, bang. Yeah. It's just vibe, vibe, yeah. vibe. And if you, if, you, if you catch a vibe, if you just, if you get a vibe going, ooh, Casey, little club music, I like that. Casey, by the way, Brent, in case you didn't know, runs the best poetry club in town. <laughs> best poetry club in town. And by the way, a real fun fact about slam poetry, we have somebody that works across from us who's actually a slam poet. And I, and I kind of picked her brain a little bit. Do you know what you call it if you write it like a slam poetry? Like what like the, the sheet oh, of paper no. that you read from is? This oh. is a true story, everybody. Uh, I know. I've heard it. Yeah. It's called, oh. it's called a slam piece. So like, slam piece. So, so if you have some slam poetry to share, you're sharing a slam piece. So I am happy to present my slam piece for today, slam poetry number two. Brett, you ready? I'm ready for it. Casey, you ready? Never more ready. I'm uh, okay, get in the zone here a little bit, get my vibes. Oh, and by the way, we still have a bongo drum here, too. Not really a bongo drum, but it gets the job done. All right, are you guys ready? Here we go. Slam poetry. You wanted more? Take two. It's the remix. Devin Booker fighting dinosaur mascots while he's running through the six. Mm. Mm. That's Toronto, by the way, Brent. I get it. <laughs> okay. Mm. Bing bong. More like beep, beep, beep. Man, someone check on the New York Knicks. Are they dead or are they just asleep? Mm. What up, Giannis? Call you a trophy. He's a 30-point buck. Sorry, Houston fans. Nothing new to update. Your team still sucks. I was wondering if we were going to have to use the drop button there. No, no, we're good. Mm. We're good. Mm. <laughs> but back to Giannis, MVP favorite, representing the city known for the cream. Hey, how the heck is Andrew Wiggins a leading vote getter on an all-star team? Seriously, he's starting for an all-star team. Mm. Do you know who he plays for? Golden State Warriors. Mm. Nicely mm. done. Mm. 
Uh-oh, John Feel, John back again and slam poetry. He's that big a deal. Dropping points, blocking shots, bang, bang, like a Don Russ pack. Memphis is Grind City. It's like a hockey game, and they're Kodak Black. Mm, mm. I just bide myself. My bad, everybody. Sorry about that. I just caught a vibe myself right there. Okay. Don't look now, but South Beach growing the best stuff on earth. Snapple. Cam Reddish traded for a first rounder. He's off to the Big Apple. Mm. You remember Snapple? I do. Okay. You don't make that anymore? Do they? I don't know. Yeah, they do. Okay. No, I, was, I haven't seen that in forever. Shot the strawberry kiwi. Brooklyn Nets got the big three scheming and going hard. Meanwhile, KCP and Montez Harrell need to be on the Jake Paul undercard. Mm. They're throwing fists, in case you didn't know. The Magic can't stop losing. The streak is up to 10. Philly is asking too much in draft capital for a trade, so don't send Ben. What up, Ben Becker? Mm. I got you, dude. Mm. When it comes to trades, DeMar is the guy for the Bulls. I guess that's what we call balance for the Bears trading for Nick Foles. Mm. Ouch. Mm. Hi, Nick. <laughs> and I know I talk a lot of smack, but shout out to Bird. Yeah, you know who. I'm not talking about that bum Larry. I'm talking about that girl named Sue. Oh. Stu Bird coming back, everybody. No vibe there. And that was, oh, that's just a vibe. And that's volume two of Slam Poetry, everybody. Excellent. That, Excellent. That, that was my slam That piece. is good stuff. Yeah. I love the energy in the in the room just goes up as soon as John Morant is mentioned, Oh, man. yeah, you better believe it, man. knocked you out of your seat. I mean, I had to mention Kodak Black at the Panthers game. What can I say? That is good stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, roll call continues from Orlando to Orangeburg, South Carolina, to Tallahassee, Florida as well. We are your home for Florida State football and basketball. Uh, here on ESPN 690. One of the fun stories over the three years is we've added Florida State uh, to the resume here on ESPN 690. We come back, we talk more about the NFL playoffs, and we celebrate more from the last three years. Mm. Mm. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Remember this March 14th, 2019 on Action Sports Jacks. All right. Time to get back to balling and falling. You got a little Game of Thrones. Yeah, which I think was okay. I don't think it was a big deal. Okay. Well, so what happens today is we aired the live news conference of Nick Foles at 1 o'clock on CBS 47 and on Fox 30 and on ESPN 690. And we had it on all our uh, social streams as well. So you can find it. It's a big day in Jacksonville, right? Any problem with that? No. Well, some people do have a problem with that. Sandy Carter tweets me, and I, th I think this will be the baller. Oh, no. This is boring and not news. Channel 47 is CBS, not Shad Khan News. How long you want to keep this affiliate? This is ridiculous. She goes on. This is so boring. Who do you think is watching? It's women who want to see Young and the Restless. They will not be buying jerseys. Ridiculous. So I responded. <laughs> oh, no. I'm a Young and the Restless fan, too. This is unique. We get to watch every other day of the year, and we can find today's replay on demand, I think. I'm with you, but got to take care of the sports guys today. She responds, well, you enjoy watching, but I don't have access to on demand, and another quarterback is not news. <laughs> Sorry, we do this every year. No offense to the sports team at 47, but this is so boring and not necessary. Hey, relax. Hold on. I'm coming in with the, the good one. Here's the last one. She says, damn. Lola was waking up from a coma. 
Today was necessary for the storyline. Now I am screwed for tomorrow. But I do enjoy your sports information. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? Wait, is that you said to her? And no, 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 she, she said, said that. <laughs> when isn't someone waking up from a coma Where did you find that? <laughs> that was a good find, by Casey. I totally yeah, I forgot about find, that, man. man. So I was, <laughs> I was looking for Nick Foles' content, frankly, oh. and it was the day that he was introduced and you guys were at the stadium. Yeah, that's and awesome. that's how I found it. <laughs> that was a great Dang, find, man. by the way. Uh, we've had plenty of voicemails on here. That was a Twitter yeah. interaction. And by the way, I don't think we've interrupted Young and the Restless since. Good, man. That's good. And she was right. We do go through quarterbacks around here. We since do. it was Nick Foles, it was Gardner Minshew. It was Mike Glennon. It was Jake Luton. And now it's Trevor Lawrence. Yep. <laughs> so she wasn't wrong. It's a revolving door. <laughs> and, uh, uh, that was funny. Uh, we love when the two worlds collide here. Uh, CBS 47, Fox 30, and uh, ESPN 690. Brett Martin, Austin Lane. We're reliving some of the glory days here on the three years yeah, of uh, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Today is the three-year anniversary. One thing I didn't mention before, too, is the station actually started, I believe the date was January 3rd, where we started ESPN programming, and then it was the 14th when we started our show. Okay. Uh, so it was the 2019, the Monday of that 2019, the show, the station actually launched, uh, but our show didn't launch until uh, about two weeks later. Uh, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, Let's get uh, Stephen in, who has been a very loyal listener and uh, participant. We appreciate him. And he also could fit in the roll call because I don't think he lives right in Jacksonville. I think he's down south a little bit. What's up, man? Uh, approximately, I'm in Melbourne, Florida, down here in Brevard County. There you go. Nice. Get us in Melbourne, baby. Uh, uh, big question for, uh, for Saturday's playoff game for Cincinnati versus Raiders. Uh, I want to get your guys' opinion. Uh, I'm all for uh, Cincinnati, the way they've been playing, but I don't know how. I don't know why, but I don't know if it's the old cliche, when there's a will, there's a way. But somehow Derek Carr is just pulling W's out of nowhere or miracles. And I just wanted to get your idea on that, uh, especially if they double-team Chase. Uh, Get your ideas. And uh, also... I had fun promoting the 690 Syndicate with Austin. My man. Oh, we Chief appreciate it. Chief executive of the 690 Syndicate. Thanks for being a part Expect of it. Expect your, I guess, vest in the mail. Oh, oh, no, the only thing we oh, asked no. Stephen to is now pony up the dollars from sponsorship or something to mm. then, so we can create shirts with the 690 Syndicate. Now we're talking. We haven't well, created uh, shirts It's going to be like jean, it's gonna be like jean jackets or something. Jean jackets. We've got to be something cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. T-shirts? I actually have wanted to do, like, I don't know if we'd sell anything, but I still feel like, like we'd ask Baker Sports or something and put an online store yeah. of ESPN 690. Well, you know. We you could know, have some fun things. For sure. Do you know what my vision originally was for the syndicate? We would make stickers, and then if you want to be part of the syndicate, you had to go around town and, and put five stickers in certain spots and tag spots and then take pictures next to them. That. If you did that, then you became a member of the syndicate. Let's do it. By okay. the way, great idea. And Why you know, did that idea not go? I That's fantastic. I said, I said this, this idea last year. Idea? Nobody, no, I talked about it last year. And like, you're like, all right. Hey, well, the brains are here now. Well, I was okay? going to say, Kuzin, see, that's why we need Casey here. Because Casey's I think I, you told Kuzin, not me. No, I told everybody. I don't remember. I told everybody. I mean, it's fine. we just, who's, who's paying for the stickers? I'll pay for the stickers. Uh, pay for everything I'm, else. I'm not paying for the stickers. The... The, uh, by the way, that brings me uh, back to a story. Remember, people around town will know this. Uh, yeah. Hashtag do ball till we die. Yes. DTWD. It was on my computer for a bit, but it was yeah. a, a, that playoff run. Yeah. A lot of fans went to Pittsburgh and New England and put them all over the place. Oh, nice. They put the stickers yeah, yeah. all over the place. So much so that when we were home in Rhode Island at Thanksgiving, we were driving 
by the mall, the, the Providence Place Mall yes. downtown. Yep. And you can see the walkway going over the road. Yeah. And Ty's like, hey, remember when we put one of those stickers, like, right in the side? The- yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had put a sticker. I was like, we should go back and see if it's still there. I like it, man. <laughs> so whoever, uh, I forget who started the, the Duval Till We Die stickers, the DTWD, and was putting it all over the place. Yeah. There you go. You 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 live in Ty's memory bank. I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. All right, yeah. we make so, some stickers. Up. Hey, let's do it. All right, man. Let's do it. A scavenger hunt of stickers. I like it. And then that's gonna be the initiation process. I like that. There you go. And then uh, I also have to pony up like like a jean jacket. You said. Uh, I mean, not for me- membership. I mean, maybe not. Like, like, what are you? Don't you have a gang jacket for the thing you're in? Careful now. It's a club. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I have a I have a jean jacket. Yeah, and I, and I might have had to tag some stuff to get into the, the club. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I like it. That's where the idea came from, maybe. <laughs> hey, but maybe it's not stickers. Hey, maybe it's spray paint. What? What's oh. up? What? No, 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 no <laughs> stickers. All, all good ideas are stolen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> or at least most of them. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety rolls on. One of the other things we've done in three years, we are the home for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Sport the shrimp today. There it is. There you I go. Like that shrimp a new grit. season coming up on April 5th for the Jumbo Shrimp. We'll be back and with an old friend from the show coming up next. He joins us. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 